1: Dead Island 2 is actually great, game makers are dropping like flies, and Suicide Squad has been Shadow Realm. This is the VGC video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Scullion, and Ethan Lawrence. How are we doing, folks? Ethan, thank you for joining us.
0: Uh, No problem at all. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Where have we dragged you out of this morning to come and talk to us about crap video games?
0: Uh bed. You dragged me out of bed. Uh, uh, just for everyone listening, it is half five in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but you know the news never stops.
1: That's a time difference, because you're 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 done you're down some lover's lane in LA getting pissed up the old actor's life, you know? Yeah, so. that's it,
0: yeah, in LA, not <laughs> deep Essex <laughs> <laughs> Down and out in Brentwood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> speaking of being down and out how have you been
2: doing <laughs> I'm like, all right thanks very much um yeah just been plugging along i've got a week off next week so um mm. i'll be spared work and also people will be spared my voice thankfully in next uh, next week's episode i would imagine so i mean
1: i imagine uh, next week will be a tribute to andy's trip to japan so i doubt i'll say two words it'll just yeah. be him being like oh i was in the, the yoshi ride mate <laughs> Um, but uh, as people that followed it, yeah, uh, when, when, when I was in Araduku, just <coughs> having a look at Arky Harbour, Arky Harbour, mate, they've got no fucking games.
0: I feel I bought a virtual I'm I don't I
2: forget I forget we actually I actually have an English personal so
0: I knew I was going to be outnumbered but I didn't expect it to feel so apparent this got early got a copy of that
2: uh, F-Zero on the Super Famicom 100 quid mate 100 quid a pony I paid a fucking pony
1: <laughs> oh we're all sacked including yeah, ethan who doesn't much. even work for us <laughs> anyway before we get into the headlines this week is dead island two week after nearly a decade and the game's actually good we'll also grill ethan as to some of his hot takes in games try and end his career
0: but first. Actually, just just before we move on i just want to quickly say uh Soulsborne games should have an easy mode continue
1: Oh, I mean i Agreed, suits me. Agreed. Uh, um, As someone that had to review Elden Ring These are both shit at games Headline number <laughs> one Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League Has been delayed to 2024 The game will now release February 2nd 2024 Rocksteady said on Twitter Quote We have made the tough But necessary decision To take the time we needed To work on getting the game To the best quality experience For players Thank you for the amazing community for the continued support, patience and understanding, yada, yada, yada. This was personally delayed by both Jason Schreier and our friend Jeff Grubb. I go to you first. Chris, will this game be any good?
2: I think it'll be fine. I think mm. it looked okay. I, I was one of the few people when when the, the state of play went up recently... Um, that, that showed was it State of Play or whatever it was that, yeah. that, kind of, that showed footage from it and I just kind of was well watched and went on Twitter and said this looks alright it looks a bit like Crackdown um, and then suddenly just saw it, Twitter was full of people saying this is shite yeah. and I was like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> never mind then um, I, I think it'll be okay I get that a lot of people are angry about the live service stuff which looks like it's kind of been shoehorned into it because every game needs that now Um, so I worry that it's going to be an Avengers situation where no matter how good, uh, bad or otherwise the game Game is. It feels like it's basically a dead game. Walking at this point, and even when it comes out, it's already got so much ill will uh, towards it, for, for rightly or wrongly, that it's kind of it's it's got a hell of a lot of um, sucking up to do, and I'm not sure it's going to manage it.
1: Mm. Ethan, are you are you a Batman Arkham guy? Were you excited for the new Rocksteady game?
0: I've I've played the Arkham games and enjoyed most of them. Not yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I'm sort of with you, uh, Chris. I mean, it's. It really feels like WWE in 2015. Now, especially <laughs> when they took the opportunity to thank the support of the fans, yeah. and it's like the, the fans hated it, man. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole reason you're delaying it is because they kept shouting at you. <laughs> How can this possibly be? A good we
1: thing? are the authority. We are the developers,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you will like Roman Reigns. You will. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, broad, broadly speaking, I, I, I rewatched the state of play for this, and like. It, it, I mean, it didn't inflame me in any way. Like, you yeah. know, there was there was really nothing about it. Again, fine is really the word for it, I suppose. Yeah. And then continuing on with the, you know, with it being microtransaction laden and it's just cosmetics and all that. I just, I just look at it and I'm like, I, I could go out and throw a rock and hit a game that's like this.
1: Yeah, which is a, a bad sign for Rocksteady, who made like the greatest superhero games of all time, and then takes a decade to come out with this and it's gotten to the point where you just said oh it's full of microtransactions and in the back of my head i was like is this one battle pass but it's free but no microtransactions or is this microtransactions plus battle pass but it's all free it's all been tarred with this kind of games as a service brush to this point where it's like i can't actually remember what's fucked up about it
0: I, I did look just to make sure that I didn't, uh, you know, I, I didn't falsely <laughs> accuse it of, uh, of, of anything. And it seems to me that it's going to be microtransactions for co- cosmetics, season passes for DLC further down the line. I mean, it's, mm. it really feels sort of quite 2014 of it yeah
1: definitely that's probably when they were when they were starting up this game like in (laughs) in the wake of arkham knight they were like okay service games are going to be what's a
0: live service
1: what's (laughs) that don't don't worry about it mate it'll be it'll be huge by the time this comes out in four years it'll be huge cut to a decade later and the game still hasn't fucking released um i suppose that's the thing with long development cycles now jason schreier um tweeted uh, like a month ago that If a team is starting up a brand new, fresh slate game right now, it's probably a PS6 or an Xbox Series Zeta game. How are developers, Chris, meant to predict what is not only the trend, but specifically what gamers will hate by the time their game comes out?
2: Um... I'm not sure. I think that's the that's the kind of million dollar question, isn't it? But if they can, if 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 a developer is or publisher is, I, I would say savvy enough. But let's face it, most most often it's just lucky enough yeah. to, to to pick the thing that people aren't going to be pissed off about. I mean, anyone who's decided to put like uh, to to start a massive four or five year project um, aimed at NFTs or the metaverse is in for a shock because I think in a few years time that will essentially be completely flatlined so anyone who's kind of put all their eggs into that basket is going to be a little bit fucked so it's just one of the situations where you have to kind of they have to look years and get the crystal ball out and go is this still going to be okay by the time the game comes out um, and to be honest I don't think the live service thing is going anywhere anytime soon no. um, I, I don't necessarily I don't love it but I don't I don't absolutely despise it like some people see me I would think you just pick your game games, um, pick the games that you're going to kind of stick to and play those um, and just ultimately accept that everyone is now going to miss out on some aspects of some games, which is a shame, but such is life.
1: I I mean, we know the score with playing FIFA. We talk about it all the time. Like the the entire FIFA has completely changed to a point now where if you miss a promo or two promos, you come back and your team is completely... underpowered and especially as we transition into EAFC, I doubt that's going to go anywhere. I think there will be a a back not a backlash in the sense, but I think there will be more developers coming out. And I saw this a bit when I spoke to the team for Immortals of Avium. They were like no battle passes, single player ass single player game, no microtransactions, all that stuff. So it's almost become like a reverse marketing beat where it's like, you know, those Mm -hmm. live service games that all you hate back in the day you were like give us more content so we made live service and now you're like no just no live service so it's it's a it's a bit of a strange one Ethan do you think a year is enough time to strip all of that stuff out of the game or at least enough of it to make people happy
0: I I don't think that's their intention like you know I I, I know you asked me a specific question but instead I'm going to answer a different one (laughs) I, I, I don't think they're delaying it to take all that stuff out. I mean, you know, when it, when it comes to these sorts of things, like the argument often is with the case of sort of like, you know, cosmetic, uh, DLC and things like that, that it is optional, but it's like, well, yeah, it's optional, but they, they didn't put it in there for you to not buy it. Yeah. And you know, it's the, the industry is very steadfast in its ways. I mean, you, you were talking about sort of like, you know, live service sort of not going anywhere. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, sure. But like with so many different games, trying to monopolize your time. It reminds me a lot of when all the publishers were trying to make MMOs to try and unseat World of Warcraft. And they couldn't because people didn't want MMOs. They wanted World of Warcraft. I'm not sure if there's a live service game yet that has had that kind of cut through. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we're not all made of free time.
1: Maybe like Fortnite uh, and the younger end, like Fortnite and Roblox, seem to be the games that are kind of unshakable at the at the younger end of the audience.
0: For sure, for sure. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I don't, I guess they sort of count as live service games. I know, say, I say say about, Royale,
1: yeah, or? I would certainly say Fortnite as Roblox is a weird. I I, I don't look at, I don't like to look at Roblox. I, I, me feel I've been I've
2: been trying to to get my head around Roblox because by all accounts, um, let's let's be deeply cynical here. By all accounts, it's traffic. Um, yeah, it's a, a money-shutting factory yeah, for and, us. And <laughs> like, I just can't understand what the fuck is going no. on. It's like uh, the the, uh, the it's the one game that makes me feel older than any other game. Like I I'm an old man as soon as Roblox comes on. I'm like I, I don't care this. So but but it, it appears that it is a. It's not just it's not a live service game. It's a series of potential live service games because um, anyone who makes a Roblox game has the potential to kind of up um, update it with codes to to get power ups and all this kind of stuff. And they're frequently adding new stuff to. It. So in that sense, I suppose it's live service. If you, when you're getting codes that if you don't redeem them quickly enough, then um, you miss out on whatever the goodies were and all that. So there is that kind of fomo element that a lot of live service games do have um but yeah I d- I d- it's just it's not for me
0: yeah to you to your point earlier as well I, I think one of the biggest issues that the industry has right now and always has to an extent is that they're not ever ahead of trends they're almost entirely reactive yeah like you know no one talks about player unknowns battlegrounds anymore but like it took a fair few years there for Fortnite to supplant it i remember it it wasn't that long ago that ea were telling us quite explicitly that there is no room in the industry for single-player experiences Yeah. yeah, and then um, and, and now Dead, Dead Space remake enough, came out yeah. this year.
1: <laughs> They're putting yeah. out like some of the best single player experiences of like, especially with your Dead Space remake, and obviously Star Wars is out in a couple of weeks. And from what I played last month, that seems great. Like it's all, as you say, it changes on a dime. It changes year to year. These big executives like wake up in the morning and they go, you know what? Fuck it, we're going to pile it all into single player. I expect we'll, we'll shift back around, and at some point soon with the teams that they're building, EA will be like, mind when Battlefield was actually as good as Call of Duty and, like, (laughs) Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4, let's get back to that. Let's not try and um, just secede all that ground. Um, It's interesting
0: that you bring up um, Star Wars because, mm, like, if Dark Souls hadn't come out in 2011, would that exist now?
1: It'd be a very different style of game, but obviously those kind of, like... I often think about the fact that Sony um, missed the opportunity to have the Souls games exclusive to PlayStation. That is, oh, like,
0: it's like how Blockbuster could have bought Netflix. It's, oh. like, it's like, so I watched
1: that Tetris film, and I'm going to forget every of these names. I'm not good at names, so that's why I've got Resident Historian Chris here. The the Donny who is played <laughs> by uh, right, we've got an actor, and we've got we've got a, a games historian here. He's played by the guy who played Dobby, or voiced Dobby in the Harry Potter films. His name is, can't remember, but he plays the guy who discovered <laughs> there was
0: some way we could look it up.
1: <laughs> he played the guy that discovered Tetris. Does he play um, Hank Rogers then? No, no, no. Uh, Taron Egerton plays Hank, Ro- Hank Rogers. Richards. Toby Jones plays Johnny Tetris, who discovered oh. it and took it to um, the Maxwell group and was like... I've got the rights to this. Do you want to do, 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 do it? And at the end of it, it comes up a picture of him and it's uh, of the real guy. And it's like, he never got over discovering Tetris and made no money off of it. That must be what the, the executive team at Sony are like. It's like, we could add Hilton Ring. We could add all the Souls games. They got Bloodborne eventually. But yeah, it's uh, the service situation is very strange. And this pivots into our second story because services ain't going anywhere because Big Joseph Staten has joined Netflix to make an original AAA game following his departure from the halo team he said quote in my work life there is nothing i love uh, there's nothing i love more than collaborating with others to build worlds filled with iconic characters deep mysteries and endless adventure he's joining netflix as creative director for a brand new triple a multi-platform game um he left microsoft earlier this month after two decades at halo now chris you bang on about this what's going on with netflix games give us the, the layman's explanation
2: I bang on about this and nobody listens because, because um, Netflix is doing surprisingly interesting things with games just now um, and I'm curious to see where it's going at the moment it's just mobile um, but it seems clear that what they're building towards now is proper like, not that mobile games aren't proper but like big big AAA efforts um, they've got well over 50 exclusive mobile games um, just now on Netflix, if you, if you open up your Netflix app it'll either have a games tab or mobile. More likely, it won't at all. Um, And you have to literally type in the word games in the search bar and then you'll see all the games. Um, And they've got stuff like they've got a few Stranger Things games. They've got um, the exclusive uh, mobile version of Turtles Shredder's Revenge, the mobile port of that. Um, They've got loads of really interesting stuff. Um, And it feels like a slow burn before they actually suddenly go hey everyone we've got fuck loads of games and it, yeah. and it sounds like they're now starting the steps towards the big ones because they've got a game coming out based on that big sci-fi film that they're bringing out at the end of the year which star I can't Wars. remember that's <laughs> yeah. kind of, <laughs> the one the, the, the Star Wars um, knock off which we did a story on and I've instantly forgotten but that is getting, <laughs> is getting a game we've um, also got whatever, whatever Big Joe's uh, moved on to yeah. um so gotta imagine seems... that's a
1: shooter gotta imagine they're like here jo- Johnny Halo come on do, do, do is a, nice, a nice big shooter well, he's pick one of our o- shitey o- IPs and do the OA shooter or whatever I'm, I'm,
2: gonna, I'm gonna make a wild prediction here a oh. complete guess based on absolutely nothing what what was his quote again when he said he was happy to be leaving and all this shite
1: uh, happy to he says he's, he loves nothing more than collaborating with uh, build worlds full of iconic characters deep mysteries and endless adventure
2: Stranger Things third person action game.
1: I mean, here's the thing though by the time that comes out, is Stranger Things going to still be the thing?
2: Well, there's there's another series still to come and then they're doing mm. the animated versions. So, so it sounds like they're, they're going to keep the. the Those Stranger will Things.
1: Be in mid 50s by the time this game comes
2: out. It seems they're going to keep the Hawkins verse, which is a, uh, either yeah. a word that I just made up. Um, Go even long after those kids like get married and have kids. Like, it, it, yeah. it seems like they're going to just create new characters in that same environment. So there's scope there for a kind of Alan Wake-style Stranger Things game. Would you go to the upside dune and like,
1: <laughs> the upside down? <laughs> <laughs> that's so, the version that's in like Um Stranger hangs <laughs> uh, As someone who is on Netflix See that for a link Good. How long before you think You know what I'm, I fancy playing a game Let me open the Netflix app or does it just not Cross your mind
0: uh, Well first of all um, the best game that Naughty Dog ever Made was Jack 2 Renegade oh. Second of all <laughs> <He's just> throwing...
1: <laughs> Turn this off
0: get, get <laughs> Second of all, I mean, wake me up when they make the afterlife uh, walking simulator. <laughs>
1: yeah. that, <that's>
0: <laughs> you've, so. got,
1: you've got a paycheck coming as soon as that happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can't wait for that. Um, I wonder if this is the right move for Netflix with AAA development being the time and money black hole that it is.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, I, I don't know how true these things are, but it feels like you can't go a day without there being some article about Netflix being in dire financial jeopardy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, yeah. It's like we spent uh, we spent a billion dollars on three dating shows that we cancelled after one season. Let's just, <laughs> get, just keep pushing forward, put the prices up, and make it illegal for you to share accounts. Like,
0: yeah, I, I do agree. I mean, this is the thing. It's, it, it's it's very similar in many cases to live service in that there is a natural ceiling on the amount of money that they can make, which mm. is the amount of subscribers that they can have. And like, you know, I consider myself relatively switched onto the games industry. And even I sort of jerk with astonishment every time I remember that Netflix does games. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I don't think it's had the cut through. Oh, definitely um, not.
1: You you only had to look at the reaction yesterday when Oxenfree 2 announced its release date. And it was like, it's coming to PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Switch, uh, Steam, Epic Game Store and Netflix. And everyone was like... And Netflix? Like, is there a TV <laughs> show? And it's like, no, the the studio that made Oxenfree is now owned by Netflix. It'll be on yeah. their, their mobile app. So yeah, it's definitely not... As long as it's called Netflix, it needs a different... They need to spin it off as a <laughs> well, different name. It needs to so be called, like, thing. fucking Game... Gameflex, there we go. This is the thing as well.
2: While it's making mobile games, it's all well and good um, putting them on their app and sticking them on the like because you go in the app and you find the game you want, and it basically sends you to uh, kind of blocked off part of the Apple Store or the Google Play Store um, where you can only access that game if you're a Netflix subscriber. So that's how they get around it. But when they're doing these big AAA games, like how is that going to work? Because they're not going to be able to stream it um, th- th- like Amazon Luna style. I nearly said google stadia style recipes um but it, 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 it's, it, they, if they can't really stream it because most people watch netflix through their tv with a tv remote um and nobody's going to go out and buy a controller just to play a netflix game so are they going to release it on console and just be like a normal game publisher or so that, this is the, the, the other question we need to have answered is how are these triple a games going to be distributed yeah
0: when I was reading through it, it, it struck me that possibly the only way you're ever going to get away with it is if Netflix exists as a publisher, yeah.
2: Mm.
0: Because I mean, I know a lot of consoles. I think I think most of the consoles current uh, have like Netflix integrated on there anyway. So maybe that's yeah. how it would work. But I mean, if if you're talking about multi-platform AAA, it feels like a really odd thing to do to just keep it in Netflix's walled garden. Yeah. as opposed to just slapping their name on the front and releasing it like a normal game yeah it seems
1: like <laughs> you could potentially do it uh, if there is some function at least in the Playstation store where the Playstation store can tell obviously if you have a subscription to something to give you access to download a game so it could always be the case where link your PSN to your Netflix account and then yeah. you go into the store and download 100 gigs of it normally
2: it I've just like had a, a terrible
0: a- thought I've just oh, had a really really terrible thought oh my yeah,
1: god
2: yeah. Is it going to be something like fucking uh, SmackDown Two? Was the best wrestling game ever made?
0: It's not that. This is genuinely. This is genuinely content relevant. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself: You buy your AAA Netflix game, mm-hmm. you boot it up, mm-hmm. and you start to play the game, and then it says, "Wow, you know what? This would be going a lot faster, and you would have a lot more extra stuff if you were subscribed to Netflix." Mm. Yeah, that's how it. That's how there they'll you get you. Oh, the, I, the, the a, they, a new get, world of microtransaction they give you a month yeah, they thinking give you I would, a month would,
1: of Netflix at the start of it and they're like oh you've got oh you've got your golden gun yeah. your fucking golden sword and as soon as you're, as soon as it tries to hit your debit card and doesn't work it's like you pop or strip all your
0: experience <laughs> points back You'll to level you slingshot on a butter knife and like it yeah.
2: Yeah. I was thinking I was thinking something slightly less cynical but I can but I can see that 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 happening. I was thinking more a Ubisoft Plus situation where if you're a Netflix subscriber you, you just get it And if you're not then it's fifty quid or whatever just for the game, like they sell it as a normal game. But that again though, I don't worry about
0: Netflix is putting itself in a really difficult financial situation if like God knows how much it will cost like to like run up a new studio that's developing triple A. Oh yeah, I mean the, the the cost
1: of AAA is absolutely ludicrous at this point. Like the and
0: larger beasts and Netflix have tried.
1: Yeah, yeah. The 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 numbers that they are willing to talk about are usually like half of the reality. Like it is is ridiculous. I, I feel like what in the kind of late mid to late 2010s there was like a huge number of studio closures. Um, and I I, I really can see something like that happening again, or just like a restructuring where. There's fewer AAA games. Although this year, it feels like there is tons. So maybe there is. um,
2: That also goes back to to Ethan's point about um, Suicide Squad, like how he doesn't think it's going to ditch the microtransactions and live service stuff. I don't see it either because, like you say, it costs so much money to make these games. And if you delay a game till the start of next year, that's another nearly a year's worth of development costs and salaries and everything that need to be paid off. They're absolutely not going to. Um, cut off a major kind of a potentially major income source uh, just to keep people happy because they've got to, they've got to pay that back somehow.
0: Yes, I know it's easy for us to blame everything on COVID, but is the reason <laughs> so many? triple a games are coming out now just to hang over from the extended development time would you think would you say
1: yeah uh, in your like, professional opinion in my extremely professional opinion the <laughs> professional gamer has logged on um
0: I, I, <laughs> watch I think, out lads yeah
1: mate I, i'm I'm a, I'm a veteran mate i've been doing this for 10 years as of later this year i mean i started doing fucking fifa pack openings but it still counts i think that yeah this is the You're year that the it, problem like, you, you yeah. created this <laughs> um, I think this is the year that it kind of snaps back especially with some stuff that we know like Zelda was never planned to be a 2023 game but obviously Japanese development was like horrifically impacted by COVID specifically mm. um, but yeah this is the first kind of normal year you look at the first couple of years of the Playstation 5 and the Xbox Series X and it's like these are these are slow There were still good games, big hitters Sony seemed to do really well about getting their games out consistently Microsoft, different story. That's maybe not COVID. That's maybe like more existential issues than than anything else. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this is the. I don't know about you, Chris, but this certainly feels like the most normal year in a while.
2: Yeah, and, and if 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 nothing else, it feels actually like more. Um, packed because all those games that were that were scheduled to release in 2022 because a lot of publishers thought well we're getting over COVID now we'll be able to, and then as nears as years go actually let's bump this into kind of early 2023 just to be safe, so now we're getting like big games every couple of weeks now and you, you yeah. can see what's coming up with Star Wars then um, arcane game my, my Red redfall and then Zelda within, each within two weeks of each other yeah. um, it's just ridiculous and it's, so it's going to be a pretty packed year um, but yeah like like Ethan says it's a hangover from COVID they're all finally kind of starting to um, all the delays are, are kind of finally coming together and, and we're just going to get a big game dump at some point big we're going game have to, dump a big the game work, dump
1: Don't the working work. title for this podcast <laughs> someone that Netflix could potentially hire as media molecules co-founder and the director oh, this of
2: the Ethan, what, what's happening here is Jordan is segueing uh, from one story to the next in what some would consider a professional manner. Um, it's one, one of my questioning... favourite
0: things about the podcast. <laughs> there's, anytime there's the slightest bit of opening, the conversation could be halfway done, but Jordan's like, No, I've found my opening, we're talking about something else now. <laughs> well,
2: what, what, I think, what I think we should do is let's 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 sit and carefully watch as he does it again and see how seamless. This is because um, budding podcasters and young children who dream of one day uh, shaving their heads. Speaking head and of being dreams, like the director Ch- Ch- of dream has has
1: *Left <laughs> Media Molecule*, Mark Keely, <laughs> who has been at the studio for 17 years, said, "Quote: After an incredible 17 years of co-birthing and building media Molecule*, I have decided it's time to fly the nest, set sail, and chart a new course. Today is my last day at." media molecule
2: he's like a coiled spring isn't he it's
1: pro it's pro pro, (laughs) pro, mate it's pro it's vintage Um, I'm like a young JR can I just
2: just question his use of the word (laughs) co-birthing because that's not a a very nice image at all studio is <laughs> a big thing it, 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 it takes it takes a
1: village um, Mark left a really nice note on Twitter you should go and check out but this just follows um, the announcement that Dreams would be ending a, lo- a big portion of its online support and general um, long term support on September 1st Chris, what went wrong with Dreams what's next for Media medium Molecule what's next for Media Molecule
2: <laughs> I don't know if it, I mean, I, I've not played a lot of Dreams, so I'm, I'm not an, an expert in it. From, from what I understood, it was doing some pretty incredible stuff, the, the, the people that were using it. I don't know what necessarily went wrong for it. It just feels like, for whatever reason, it didn't blow up in, in the same way as a Minecraft would or, or something like that elk And for some reason, um, it just didn't click with um, you, you didn't get a lot of people sharing a lot of things, a lot yeah. of dreams content online like they would share their Minecraft builds or, or or what have you. Um, so for whatever reason, it just it didn't get that social media kind of um, it didn't jump on that social media train hype train that, that a lot of other kind of creative games benefit from. Um, and so for whatever reason, the kind of it it just never really i don't know it's a shame because they, they had multiplayer stuff planned and they had loads of other features planned for it um and they've obviously just decided look let's just cut our losses here and move on to the next thing because we're never going to hit the levels we were hoping to hit with this which is a yeah. shame because by all accounts it's fantastic
1: it's is, it is incredibly impressive it's a bit too much it's a bit too hard to really get through to that minecraft level because minecraft makes all the sense in the world it's fucking yeah. building blocks but dreams you actually had to once you dedicated a night to sit down and learn it, it was like, I can't believe this was running on a PS4, first of all, mm. but Ethan, did you ever mess about with Dreams? What, what, what's your take on this situation?
0: I, I, I never messed about with it. I mean, I've, I've heard about it, and, yeah. but it seemed kind of, this is probably unfair because, you know, I, I haven't played it, so this is sight unseen, but it did feel like a bit niche, yeah if that's fair to say, and like you know we have we, spoken about cut through before as well, like you know, I haven't played Roblox either, but I never stopped hearing about that, yeah, yeah, whereas dreams sort of arrived, and then I'd never heard from it again, yeah uh, I, it's, I suppose it's, 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 it's always it's sad when like an online service gets shuttered like that because I'm sure the people who love it really love it,
1: mm.
0: yeah, and you know it's that's, that's it's 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 a shame, but you know sell a v as they say
1: yeah it's a it's a situation where you see a video of Minecraft and you see someone doing something, you're like, I get this straight away. I can jump in and play this. Whereas uh, same with Roblox really. It's like, oh, this looks hellish and horribly garish and technical. -er, But I generally understand why this would be appealing to like a five-year-old or whatever. Um, With dreams, it was always look at this amazing thing. It's like, oh, this is a cool recreation of a first person shooter. Then you learn how long it took to make all that stuff. And There was obviously just the technical limitations. I thought it was always insane that it never came out on PC, but on the other hand, if you're on a PC, you already have access to engine tools, so it's I
0: suppose that was part of its issue, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if 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 you are playing Dreams and you really, really, really like it, then at a certain point you're gonna evolve beyond dreams. You're gonna wanna start making your own games that aren't in you know, some PS4 walled garden. Yeah, because (laughs) it it naturally handicapped its own maximum level of success, I suppose.
2: And it's making me interested to see how um, everywhere is going to do, because it's basically, in a sense, trying to do. Uh, it's not not quite as, as extreme as dreams but with its promise that people are going to be able to build their own levels and build all this kind of stuff from scratch like a, a, right down to an intricate block by block level if they want to um it's going to be interesting to see if that can kind of hit the marks that dreams didn't quite hit yeah. and whether the fact that it's this creation suite on top of um a kind of live service third person action sh- racing fucking thing yeah. um uh, with with this Mind's Eye game that they're also releasing alongside it, it looks like like GTA, whether by just throwing everything at it, they'll be able to somehow keep the money coming in. Um, because it feels like Dreams, one of the big reasons for Dreams' kind of ultimate failure was that it was a one trick pony. And it was, the one trick it did was magnificent by all accounts. But if people aren't into either creating their own games or downloading other people's created games, then there was nothing there for them. Um, whereas everywhere, it, it at least seems to tick different boxes but it's yeah we'll see they, they, i still don't think they've got the message out yet well enough for that
1: yeah um everywhere it's just not an evocative enough title for me as soon as you said that i was like is that the game that mrs making making and oh, that's everything it's just it's, <laughs> it, it's a lot and me, the molecule move on to something else cool because they had a they're a great studio little big planet is like one of the definitive ps3 games for me and they kind of they're a studio where everything they're going to do is interesting because Mm -hmm. it's very rarely I suppose Tearaway is the only thing you could say that they did that was a bit more kind of by the numbers but um, yeah Media Molecule, hope those folks are all good Um, when we come back we'll have chat about Dead Island 2, Horizon Burning Shores and some Disney nightmare that Chris has been playing thousands of hours of, we'll see you in a minute And we are back. Chris, stop the presses. Dead Island 2 is actually pretty good. Can you believe it?
2: I can believe it because I... I was uh, singing its praises multiple months ago and people said shop. Yeah. And, now, and now it's finally here. And uh, that was before no- you said anything. People I just telling you to <laughs> shop. That's just how people <laughs> greet me. Um, but um, now that it's here and it is actually good, I notice that nobody's retracting <laughs> the shop. But oh well, C'est la vie, I believe. I believe someone once said. Yeah, um, But
1: yeah, it's good. It's fun. I I was, look. I'm a cynical man at the worst of times. I thought this is going to be an absolute bin fire, but it wasn't until we got the preview code. You were playing it, some other pals were playing it, and they're like, no, it's actually it's actually rock solid. And I was like, okay, well, and I saw some footage of it. I was like, that looks fucking gory as fuck. I'm well in for one of these. I set it up Dead Island 2, the sequel to Dead Island 1, way more than I expected it to be. So you're, you're in LA, which kind of is a similar environment to like the island of the first game. It's all very, uh, it's all very sunny and green it's all very holiday like you are picking up household objects meat cleavers hammers and melee killing the undead through la um it sounds sounds super basic but the thing that really sold it for me this game feels like if it came out in 2008 and there would be a different situation because of graphical fidelity but indulge me it feels like a game that should they should almost be adults only because it's so fucking disgusting like the gore is unbelievable it's like live leak shit you will hit a zombie in the <laughs> head and their eyeball will pop out and, like, the, is it the stalk that holds your eye to
2: the... Whatever? I can't, I can't pretend, I can't pretend to be a medical professional. Yeah. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you get that last time. No, not, not since, the, the, end, not since <laughs> the incident.
1: Yeah. You'll be fighting this zombie and one of the eyes will be in and the other one will be, like, swinging on its cheek and I'm, you just stop and you're like, they can't do this. They can't. Yeah. Video games are for kids. They can't put this out here. <laughs> it will, will scar them for life. So that element of it is fantastic. Is that That's the flesh system, the at? That's their, their whole degradation system, which is very impressive. And the reason that most of the time you'll be encountering like two or three or four zombies, because any more than that, your PS5 would come crumbling to the ground because they're so kind of intric- intricately detailed. It reminds me of... Do you remember the TV show where they would... I can't remember the name of it, but they would get like... Historical weapons, and it's not deadliest warrior before before the de- oh go go Ethan, have you got it?
0: I was about to say deadliest warrior, but uh, so okay. you cut me off at the knees, as per. <laughs> Much like in
1: deadliest warrior, I cut you off at the knees.
0: Um, they would Some like folded steel katana. Yeah,
1: they would get like the 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 pe- the kind of see-through jelly body and like cut it with a big knife. Until- Are you sure
0: this isn't deadliest warrior? Because you're just describing deadliest warrior. <laughs>
2: I don't think it was deadly. Cause wasn't it? I, I, I know, it's it's Muppet Babies. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's, that's the one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it, it's like that i see a lot of clips on it in tiktok they would like shoot a shotgun through this jelly body and you'd see how it, it would explode it's the game is like that it's to the deadliest wor- I'm, i swear
2: it down sound, you it, sounds very, that. it sounds very deadliest warrior-y i'm, I'm
1: not I'm, I'm not sure um i'm just gonna after the podcast i'm just gonna edit it so i'm like deadliest warrior <laughs> <It was> deadliest
2: <laughs> confirmed
1: <laughs> um so the it got to the point where I would kill a zombie with a katana, and then I would just go around the body, chop every bit of it off. And I'm like, this is the this is the makings of a serial killer. Like what am I what am I actually doing here? Um so that that element of, of it is great. The characters feel like they could be a bit more fun. I played as a guy who looks like the rapper, um, little pump, and I was like, okay this is where we're going to get the cringy millennial uh, millennial showing my age the the cringy gen z dialogue it's going to be all tech and doing doing the fucking woe and shit like that and it's it's quite buttoned up which was disappointing there's there's returning characters from the earlier games um which are which are more fun but ethan any history with this series any interest in picking this up tomorrow i think when it comes out
0: uh, not tomorrow because like, don't, don't buy new games, lads. Let's just, just wait for it to come out. Like, like, wait for it to come out, leave it a month so they can fix what's broken. Um, to be honest with you, uh, I had zero interest until you started talking about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it actually sounds quite good. I remember Dead Island 1 and I remember it being very, very turgid. Yeah. And, uh, to be honest with you, the, your description of the characters makes me think, okay, so the writing hasn't improved any. But, I mean, if you, if you're there for spectacle, that's also fun. Also, in addition, speaking of spectacle. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 if its head was shoved any further up its own arse it would be able to see <laughs> out its neck
2: the guy's dropping bombs from uh, multiple angles we shouldn't take that they're
1: talking about our boys they're talking about fucking Scottish <laughs> the kind are? of Scotland are
2: <laughs> paint a fucking salt on my face this <laughs> thing
0: just, just to make everyone at home clear this was written in to the running order like right at the top <laughs> it says oh we're going to try and get Ethan cancelled with his <laughs> video game take and then I tried doing it and suddenly Oh, Braveheart. <laughs> Calm down, lads.
2: What I will say about Dead Island is that yeah. they, 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 they've greatly improved the combat. Yeah. Because um, the one thing that annoys me about the game is that they should have called it Dead Island 3 because these pricks are pretending that Riptide never existed. Um But <laughs> that... that, that Pistolian is the, <laughs> the world's only riptide tripper. He's like, oh, yeah, riptide apologist. <laughs> the, um, and also, also but slightly happy that the pre order gift this time is, at least in game UK stores, was a little plus shark instead of a uh, uh, half naked, like torso that decapitated, decapitated. The torso, yeah. oh god I remember yeah. that oh man yeah so they, yeah, so they, they learned that lesson and then fucking some glory days man um, fucking the attitude com- era. I, I like the fact that the, in the original game it had like analog stick um, combat which was really quite it was a good idea in theory but it was really clunky um, where you had to move the stick in one direction and then the other direction to swing in that yeah. specific and it was okay but it was it was quite it was really slow and and, and the, the combat the melee combat at least here is is quite slow as well but kind of deliberately because they obviously want the player to eventually become over overwhelmed by zombies and so they want to keep their distance and not just go in battering a button Um, so it's deliberately slow melee and which kind of makes the gunplay more satisfying when you finally get guns a few hours in Um, but yeah, it, it feels improved. It does feel like an older game, which nowadays is 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 a nice thing. Um, it's not like it's not like every two minutes you're, you're you're told oh well actually if you pay some real money you can you can get this this, this kind of you can get steroids to boost your abilities yeah. or and shit like that. If you
0: subscribe it's just, to Netflix. You subscribe <laughs> to booster.
2: exactly. Um, so it's not that it's just it's just a daft game. It's is, it is the epitome of a seven out of ten game. Yeah,
1: um it's a, it's, a, it's a very it was a weirdly meditative experience. It's like, this is a a game that knows what it is. It's like, we talk about all the time, are we scoring games on what they're trying to be or against this Like ideal of what a game is. And it's, yeah, it's, it's great fun. It's, 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 a nice palate cleanser considering what's coming for the rest of the year in terms of these massive long-scale long-term like massive scale open world games it's it's not open world it's like the LA's like broken up into kind of levels which is which is an interesting way of doing it it makes the actual level design a bit more cohesive because you're not having to force really long roads between everything um but yeah it's it's solid it's weird though because it's like it feels so out of time. I can't remember whose review it was, but they were like, in Dead Island 2, as always 2011. It's like, yeah, it does have some of the vibes of a game from that kind of era, but
2: it's
0: not... I do want to pull you up on something. Go on. Uh, you described in detail severing all of the limbs off of a zombie yes. and then a couple of sentences later describe that process as meditative. Yeah. And I'm starting to think you have serious <laughs> problems.
1: Oh, me, like. You just <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you
2: know, <laughs> I,
0: I only know, I only know a couple of video games journalists and you start to worry me now that I've been exposed to you for 40 minutes. Uh, it's, just,
1: it's just, it's just the ones that work at VGC. It, it <laughs> out
2: of you. I, I, was, I was quite a normal person before this. What I will say about the dialogue is because we, we, we talk about like the main characters, Kind of the, the dialogue of the main characters usually a bit, but, but from, from what I played bear in mind, I've only played like 3 or 4 hours of it in the, in, during the previous stage, a couple of the characters are quite funny, like the, the, the kind of characters you interact with during cutscenes oh, yeah. but these kind of characters that can be quite great in if you don't kind of get the joke like one, there's, there's a house uh, full of YouTubers at one point or that was full of YouTubers before half of them ran away, yeah. um, and there's bits in the house, that's kind of my favourite bit of what I played because there's like a a fake apology written up on on a, on a whiteboard and like, as, if, as if a YouTuber was about to sit in front of it and say I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart and so like yeah. the script's all written on the whiteboard like a fake YouTube apology and then you meet a YouTuber who wants you to kill zombies for her um, so she can film it and put it online to get uh, more likes but she tells you don't swear or do it in violent for the first 10 seconds because I've got a copyright strike um, already and then if you do something like that it's like okay that, that's that's quite what yeah I, I did quite like the right at times. Um, That
0: feels more sort of like level two than level one writing. Like, you know, when we talk about the remedial at best writing style of uh, (laughs) video (laughs) development, at least they've actually... Taken, because a lot of games, and I th- I'm sure you you both know this to be true. A lot of games would start with the idea of, oh, what if there was a house full of YouTubers in a zombie apocalypse, and that would be the, that's the end of that. That's the
1: joke. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, all <laughs> yeah. of the references would be like to YouTube circa 2015. Like it wouldn't be <laughs> it wouldn't be like contemporary stuff. Who um, yeah. likes
2: Ninja? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Peanut <laughs> bar jelly. Like a, a peanut bar jelly time costume hanging in the wardrobe. You know, <laughs> that, yeah. Seizing panda in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, it, was, it was fine. I, I i liked what I played of it, and we'll, we'll happily be playing through the whole thing when I get three seconds to myself.
1: Yeah. Well, full review on VGC. And tomorrow on launch day, I'm sitting down with some of the crew from dan Busters to have a bit of a pub chat. I have questions. I want to know. What the fuck's been going on for the past ten years? What have he's been doing? Well, this is,
2: Riptide, that's, exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is it playing Riptide? You been um, that was it now you I was can't buy it say, anywhere, I, spoke, <laughs> I spoke to one of them um, for an interview a couple of weeks ago, and they said like this: this has almost been a blessing in disguise. This reputation that the games had uh, for being like in development hell because they only stepped in like two or three years ago like someone was developing it then it was scrapped then someone else came in to develop it it was scrapped Sumo came in to develop it it was scrapped and then they gave it to Dambuster and they basically started from scratch again so to all intents and purposes this game has had a normal two or three year development cycle (laughs) Um, but it's got this stigma of being a game in development hell because there were like x number of cancelled games with the Dead Island 2 name attached to it but they were telling me like this actually works out well because if the reviews come in and they're positive and they seem to have been um, it feels like this redemption story even though they just made a normal game <laughs> like it seems like they, they've like they've salvaged this 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 burning uh, the sinking ship and it's like well, we just made a boat mate
1: <laughs> speaking of boats
2: don't what what speaking of boats was next what's next gets mode? given
1: a boat in the new horizon burning yeah, that's, amazing. The, that's, amazing, that's it's tenuous but it works yeah, it's very tenuous Horizon Burning Shores um, came out this week. We got our hands on it on Monday or Tuesday. There's a review on the site, but very quickly, it's a very solid expansion. You head to LA, theme of the week, apparently. The LA is not as... Um, you wouldn't immediately know it was LA apart from the Bloody grey Hollywood sign. They don't do the thing where you're going past all these notable landmarks. It's more of like a postcard version. that's like, oh, there's the Capitol Records building. There's Man's Chinese Theatre there's a theme park down in the bottom right-hand corner that's like, okay, this is very much a Disney analogue. This is Horizon 3 Prologue. There has rarely been a DLC that is so obviously like, yeah, we are making a third one of these games. Get caught up on this stuff because this is what the third game is going to be about. Um, Starts with Lance Reddick, sadly. It's just like, man, what a fucking shame. He was so good in those games and very. it seems very much like the third game would be about Aloy and him going off new adventure new world kind of thing so it'll be interesting to see how that's dealt with um there's also some new characters and a relationship that develops between Aloy and one of the new characters that makes it seem like they will also be potentially one of the stars of a third game which I just kept getting this feeling of like why was this stuff not in the main game because so many so fewer players are going to play this expansion than Mm. played the main game and all the, the 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 chorus of responses when i talk about horizon is one you like it too much and two i didn't finish it because it's too long and it bored me so i understand whether like okay (laughs) there's this like this this smaller scale um experience to introduce these characters but yeah it's it's very good, I would recommend people pick up you need to complete the game to play it because it's set after the main game, so that might be a barrier for entry, but Ethan, what's your thoughts on the Horizon series, you're uh,
0: Really, really, really enjoyed the first one, uh, made it about a third of the way through the second one before I had to go off and do a, well, that, to be fair, it wasn't the game's fault
1: um, right, okay. I, was,
0: I was shooting horrible histories away from home, and I was away for like five months Oh, brag, mm-hmm. oh, brag uh, so, uh, It's not, okay. it not brag, it was t- that's my job
2: Name job, oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I, I work as an actor that's, that's my career
2: oh, <laughs> right? oh, fucking belly big
0: boss. Right. Right. <laughs> down. God, you guys are still smarting from the Red Dead Redemption thing Jesus oh, Christ of... incidentally uh, the best Final Fantasy is
2: nine uh, oh, getting mate. on to the point I'm for, for, I will for, get some, on for to... someone who acts <laughs> I'm not buying that one no it's
0: true it's the best one it's absolutely the best it's, one it's
2: eight but anyway. it's, 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 it's seven. <laughs> Fuck off the Peter you It's seven. Fucking you conformist. It's seven because <laughs> everyone's changed. That's the it's, one it's, they it's, remade. It has
0: to be the best one.
2: It's eight. It's the only one that makes me makes you feel miserable. Just <laughs> because, because the the because fucking the talking to, to is makes me feel miserable. <laughs>
1: anyway, Ethan horizon uh, it <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, the point—the the point I was trying to get to was uh, it wasn't that I bounced off it. I will go and complete it uh, mm. at, at some point because I was enjoying it. I do like those games quite a lot. Um, I was interested to read sort of in sort of around this when I saw this was on the docket. There was a lot of talk about their um, one of the accessibility options being like a thalassophobia, maybe mm. uh, yeah, for people who are afraid of deep water. And I, I'm excited about sort of the realm of accessibility and sort of where we're heading. I've just come off of um, God of War Ragnarok, and the thing was lousy with accessibility options. And it's it's nice to see. Yeah, it's so uh, good really get on can- the developers for that, because if you're going to make a <laughs> a uh, DLC that's themed largely around being in deep water it's nice yeah. that everyone can come along for the ride
2: there, speaking, of, speaking of phobias and such there, there was, during the Nintendo the Nindie World thing or Indie World whatever they call it now yesterday I forget the name of the game I'm going to have to go and look up later but people should go and watch it there was a, a comedy looking kind of stick game um, with the wee stick men running about and it showed you some of the options and one of the options the two of the options were um, an arachnophobia mode where it says there will be less spiders and then an arachnophobia an arachnophilia mode it says there'll be a lot more spiders <laughs> that's, a,
0: that's a can't thing. get enough of bloody spiders mate
1: <laughs> that's incredible yeah the, the accessibility stuff seems to be like an internal Sony thing because the Naughty Dog games are, are ridiculous you have like pages and pages and pages of accessibility stuff and I was watching something about The Last of Us Part One. And it was like, yeah, when the original game came out, we had like three accessibility options and it was like Mm -hmm. subtitles, hard of hearing mode, and a few things, and now it's like a huge focus. So
0: it seems that there's been a push on the um the PlayStation store as well to sort of integrate um Mm -hmm. the accessibility options into like the PlayStation store. Yeah. So that you know before you buy. Uh, what you're able to get I don't know if it's been 100% successful I haven't looked into it too deeply yet no. but I mean again it's all a step in the right direction so you know good for them sorry we were talking about uh, Horizon sorry I'm
1: I accessibility, accessibility is more interesting than that no, it's going to be, um, going to be interesting
2: <laughs> when the new Final Fantasy comes out because I've seen some backlash already from some people who are kind of um, accessibility kind of campaigners um, I, I saw I think Laura Kate Dale was kind of was complaining about the potential the, the fact that it's got these kind of easy modes in aids and all that kind of stuff but you have to apply them to your character like, um, yeah, I like, think it's, equipment. like
0: it's like and, a it's a consum- it's like an accessory that actually yeah, takes and you've only up only and you've only got
2: one one or two slots so you can either turn like either turn off the I'm, I'm making this bit off, but like, if they had QTEs and you have an option to skip the QTEs or instantly win the QTEs for example you can uh, equip that as a slot um, rather than just being an option because you maybe you're not very good or, or, or whatever uh, disability you have prevents you from being able to react quite to a qte um you have to actually equip that to your character and and kind of therefore lose a slot that could go towards something else so it's going to be interesting when it comes out to see how that's handled because i think there may be a wee bit of backlash
1: yeah um just quickly before we come to the last chunk of the show Chris
2: disney speedstorm this is a chris scullion joint (laughs) it's a chris scullion joint um I I like it. It's it's, good. I'm not sure how well it's going to do because I don't see. I don't see a big community around it yet, the same way that Multiverse has had. <laughs> well, we saw how that worked out. And the same way that Disney uh, Dreamlight Valley currently does still have. Um, it's a carton game, so it's your, your, your basic kind of Mario Kart knockoff, but it actually it's really good on the track. It's like uh, carton games are my my genre. They're my, kinda, my, my guilty pleasure. And so I've played like far too many I'd care to mention over the years. And this is one <laughs> of the better ones in terms of handling stuff. It's up there with like, Sonic and All Stars Racing transformed. It has that kind of drift. The, the drift has that feeling that's really, really well done. Um, the characters are really well designed. Everyone's got their own voice acted. Everyone's got a unique special move, which gives them a proper. It does let you actually think, maybe I'll go with this guy. And instead of just picking Mickey Mouse because it's fucking Mickey Mouse, you go, maybe I'll go Mike from Monsters Inc. because he's got a door that you can go through to, to zip ahead in the track and all this kind of shit. The only sticking point is that it's entirely built around life service. Yeah. Um and it's Game Loft, so it's a particularly egregious form of live service and I say in the review like Gameloft go in completely different directions when it comes to how they handle this stuff you've got Dreamlight Valley is actually really quite mild when it comes to microtransactions and stuff and when it goes free to play it's going to be interesting to see what they do because um, it's actually pretty, you can play that game in like an Animal Crossing game and never be bothered about oh maybe you want to pay money but you can just kind of go on with it whereas they've got like a couple of Disney mobile games which is just fucking impenetrable if you haven't been playing it since like 2016 because you turn up and go, oh, here's, here's Mickey and here's Goofy and here's 4,000 other Disney characters who are all locked and you need to pay 20 quid for each character. And it's just like, no, I'm just not interested. This is kind of in the middle, but more towards Dreamlight Valley and that it, it, it's fine. It, it works totally fine as a racing game, a kart racing game. I love it um, in terms of its gameplay mechanics. It's just some people will clash uh, quite strongly with the with the kind of unlocking characters with shards and playing daily tasks to get um upgrades d- equipment and all this kind of shit um, that's going to annoy some people all that
1: fun stuff um ethan at uh, the risk of your career yeah doesn't it guy
2: uh yeah it's fine
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <Very> <laughs> <they> answer. <laughs> 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 I, yeah i mean it's, just, it's just like the same as sort of anything i i I don't get sort of tribal around sort of like you know. Massive multimedia conglomerates. Why uh, not? Because uh, uh, I, I might want to I might want a job with them at some point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's your thoughts on the BBC?
0: Anyway, <laughs> get rid of the license fee. That's what I reckon. I don't like <laughs> I don't right, like right. feeding my children. <laughs> every time yeah, BBC please let it live because I need to I need to eat
1: <laughs> you need that you need that bad education money to keep coming in every time uh, yeah, that's,
0: that's, that's been flying in over the last seven years <laughs> <laughs> that's that that up
1: to date reference <laughs> <laughs> look when that show came out I was in high school it was, it was a very big it was it was the thing of the time so that's those are my references um you should I be ask, watching
2: Horrible
0: Histories I'll tell you oh brag
2: you oh, should active. be watching you've got a job you oh. be watching the latest magic mic that's the, uh, I didn't happen. even mention that I'm, yeah, I I'm, I'm mentioning it I'm bragging I'm, on my, de, de, my, de, my behalf I'm, there I'm doing my fucking job in and bigging up our guest in the hope that he'll, he'll actually decide to come back one day i, and, I I'll, in I'll, the I'll intro you ally. didn't
0: even mention who I am or what I do I know, you're that, just like, gonna be, <laughs> there's going to be loads of people it, who's going to be like who
2: it could be, argued, it could be argued that those people are ignoramuses Thank and, you. They, they, and they should know who you are and if they don't then hell mend them as my granny used to say there he is it's not all with the
0: <laughs> all they're gonna think is who is this guy who isn't scottish on this podcast and keeps saying terrible things about games i like
1: well that's the thing i try to bring our guests into the environment which means unfettered abuse and
0: <laughs>
1: a, a, sl- a slagging match through i watched magic mike's last
0: dance mm. available what, soon uh, on i mean Blu-ray. Um, i'm, I'm admittedly
2: spawn. not i'm admittedly not the demographic so i've not seen it yet um what oh, do you not like
0: <laughs> love and comedy
2: <laughs> just just i don't mind a bit of comedy but i'm strictly non-love um, <laughs> but, 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 but do you, i mean are you what's your role in, in said movie? because i've been great do you do you get get the kit off or are you just uh no we, we
0: wanted people to 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 come and watch it <laughs> um <laughs> no, I, I I play the stage manager of the show, so a lot oh. of the time uh, is me spent in a little booth, like pretending to press buttons and cue lighting.
2: Mm. Excellent, Excellent. Uh, it, it's
0: very good. Yeah. And at one point, Channing Tatum gives me a big old kissy on the head.
1: No, does he bet you've not washed your head since then I would
0: no it's filthy
2: (laughs) does he does he I've never seen any of the magic Mike Miles films to be honest presumably they don't go all the way like visually because that would be like no it's just cock out the entire time
0: does (laughs) he (laughs) he, swinging their lads about
2: does he get the the tatum pole out (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) No, nothing like that it's not it's like just let him do his work Ethan he was
0: setting
1: that up he was setting that up for about 15 I minutes
0: <laughs> I really thought that I after was up he to, said Titan Pole you were going to have some kind of amazing segue into the next section
2: <laughs> I was up to half three in the morning thinking of that one I, you know, so, speaking so, of people okay. I would
1: really not like to see get their kit off I asked our listeners what their favourite 7 <laughs> out of 10 game was I'll have to work for now. Um, listen, we it all. For now,
0: all. you're not going to go back and fix it, are you? Nah.
1: <laughs> as soon as this podcast is done, it's a Pete Donaldson problem, I'm afraid. Uh, favourite three star, seven out of ten game. Chris, you said you would, you would think about it. Did you think about it, or did you just sleep in your coffin like usual?
2: I did think about it I, uh, there are two seven star games I would like to seven, uh, seven stars? stars seven oh, out of ten.
1: Oh, that's like me to, about to be in a playstation only, game seven the only, stars.
2: The, the only seven star game is WWF no mercy yeah. um, the, 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 a couple of seven out of ten games from my past I love Cannon Spike on the Dreamcast which is a kind of part shooting game part it's like a top down shoot em up but then there's got melee in it as well and it's got Cammy from Street Fighter in it it's got Arthur from Ghouls of Ghosts in it it's got Mega Man in it and they're all playable characters and th- that's awesome but the big one the seven out of ten for me that i would love to see return is excite truck on the wii that mm. to me is uh it w- was massively underrated at the time and if it got a wii f- hd sheen and about a 60 frames per second i think a new uh audience could discover that and realize it's just kind of mental fun five more people ethan what was your choice
0: uh I, I sort of gone for most recent and all-timer mm-hmm. uh the most recent one was uh evil west uh, oh yeah the 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 best game from 2009 that came out in 2022 <laughs> uh, if you if you're in for a bit of mid-tier xbox 360 jank i can't oh. i can't recommend it enough <laughs> it's big mouth language it really, really, it scratched that itch that I didn't realise I needed. It was really good, but I was flicking through um, like just the, the piles of old games, uh, specifically from the PS2 era, because I mean that was that was that was the dog. Uh, and <laughs> my eyes alighted on two titles that I'd like to share with you. The first mm-hmm. being Stuntman Ignition. which I remember playing the absolute shit out of (laughs) back in the day. I loved that game so much. But the one that really got me, because I just remembered how interesting it was, Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official (laughs) game of the movie.
2: That's not a bad game. (laughs) That is
0: is an interesting little game, because on the face of it, like, oh, movie tie-in, it's probably Mm. going to be absolutely by the numbers. But no, it's really interesting. Like, ammo is severely limited. There's no on-screen HUD, so you press a button. And not Adrian Brody says how many bullets he's got left. You <laughs> collect uh, spears, chuck stuff around. I mean, I haven't played it. Yeah, since two thousand and five, uh, but I remember it being really quite interesting.
2: I, I played that in the three hundred and sixty because when the three hundred and sixty came out, there was like no games for it for like six months, and you you'd end up just over time buying all the launch games because that's all there was. <laughs> and, and that was one of them. And yeah, you're right. At the time, I was like, this is actually because at one point, like you could you could set a spear on fire and then set fire to the grass, and and it would slowly kind of burn through the the entire like an entire field would all go ablaze. And I'd never seen that before in the game.
0: It's sort of weirdly ambitious
2: and at the end you could unlock a scene where you, an alternative kind of bonus stage where you play as King Kong and, and get to win you get to kind of bat away all the all the helicopters and the planes and stuff and then he just climbs down from the Empire State Building and fucks off <laughs> he doesn't actually die <laughs> that's, that's just amazing. slowly walks off screen exactly but the the incredible, incredible Hulk Hulk music plays. playing in the background <laughs> there go. a double reference
1: Ethan are you somewhat disappointed that the era of like terrible film games is over so there's perhaps less of a likelihood of you getting a wee cameo and like magic Mike 3 on the wii or something like that (laughs) that's
0: that's not the reason why i'm sad that era (laughs) has ended i am sort of sad that it's ended because like king kong's a good example but like you know those games used to be a lot of fun
1: yeah
0: like you know it used to be made by you know mid to low tier developers who would like churn them out sort of at a rate of knots but like because they sort of had a formula and a template for making those games occasionally they kind of did something a bit wacky yeah and it's 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 an interesting someone should write a book on film tie-in games i wonder if there's anyone on this call that would
2: Mate, I, my hands are like fucking throbbing uh, 24-7 <laughs> I'm booked out <laughs> Coming
0: 2029 every single film tie-in game
2: Joseph, the, I've, I've had something in the works for a number of years now which I'm not going to um, share on here in case some other retro themed site next it but it's, it's similar to that but not identical to it and it's been a passion project of mine which I've been beavering mm-hmm. away on so maybe in the coming months people will find out more about that but it's about tie-ins but not film tie-ins Ooh, watch this space i tell you
1: I just think it's <laughs> telling that you referred to VGC as another retro-themed site as if we are a retro-themed site just because of the people that fucking work at it you old bastards
2: when I write, everything I write is retro-themed <laughs> even if not like have- directly
1: okay we got a million responses for this 7 out of 10 thing i want a yes or no from each of you when i tell you the game if you think this is a banger 7 out of 10
0: right <clears throat> just before we get into it people who uh-huh. maybe not didn't see go. it jordan selected uh deus Ex human revolution was it
1: See, I, I selected Human Revolution, and after thinking about it, I was like, I probably like that a bit more than a seven out of ten. But if I picked the actual game that I'm famous for, seven, seen as a seven out of ten, I'd get arrested. So,
2: let's, tell you before you go in, tell you <laughs> another one that didn't get mentioned. I didn't see Epic Mickey. Oh, yeah, just just the, 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 the game, game that nearly
1: drove Warren Spector away from <laughs> making games for the rest of his life. Exactly, seven
0: out of ten. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Simpson Simpson's
2: game as well. Done.
1: This game's all right,
2: yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Weird situation where every platform had a different cover. Anyway, we're in the fucking weeds <coughs> you're right? Yes or no? 7 out of 10, banger. Lost Planet 2. Never played it. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> uh, apologies to at, at Nick and Twitter for that. Um, <laughs> at Death Not Jesse. Uh, Robert Lundrum's The Born Conspiracy on Xbox <X3> <laughs> 360. <coughs>
0: Having just, I- having just waxed lyrical about how much i like <laughs> film video game titles, didn't even know that was a thing let alone played it
2: yeah I, I, I was aware of that one but i'm pretty sure that was quite limited in terms of gameplay
0: mm, um but-
2: r- at
1: ryan big mac john woo stranglehold that's, yes. that's a yes for me yes, yes. very much so that's a that's a a bang on seven out of ten. That
2: that's uh, one of, that's one of really quick, that's one of my favourite um autograph stories where I think it was Ryan King in the Official Xbox magazine at the time, um got his copy of Stranglehold signed by Kurt Angle for no reason <laughs> at all. I mean really you should have got
1: it signed by Rick Flair if you're gonna get a John Woo game signed. Oh that's Woo! true. Oh, it's true. <laughs> Nick Verge from <laughs> Pop Agenda says Days Gone. Days Gone's not a seven out of ten, Days Gone's like a four out of ten. <laughs> I never played it, I never played it. I did you no think
2: Day's gone. Play it. Uh
0: fine. I, I, I guess it's a seven out of ten. I mean I, I didn't hate it.
1: That game's that game's a bag of boss. I didn't
0: hate it, fine. It's alright. That
1: was all right. the, that was my BBC review, a bag of boss. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I worry that this is going to be the most contentious thing I've said on the podcast. That days gone is (laughs) 1965. Yeah,
2: you're going to get so much abuse.
1: Speaking of Sony games that could be arguably said as a bag of balls, our friend Stephen Powell from the BBC says, "The Order 1886." Either you've played that, yeah.
2: What do you think? Seven out of ten. It
0: was okay. Not even it was,
2: approaching a seven out of ten. Is it, is it, is it seven? Seven minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is it the world's shortest game ever. One point Set, for every minute. Seventy like...
1: percent of the screen visible because it had those <laughs> big fucking black bars. And one point.
0: point for every werewolf that was in it. Well, oh, yes. There is one <laughs> that, part that, of that, that game, game. That, was that like,
2: game was actually just um, before, ahead of its time, and that would actually work really well on those ultra wide monitors now because it would <laughs> fill them properly.
1: <laughs> Play it an IMAX. Um, <laughs> uh, someone called at Daniel Partis never heard of her says Star Wars The Force Unleashed I think that is, that is the quintessential 7 out of 10 game if you ask me 10, but not, no. on the way. not on the Wii not on the Wii never mind that. I'll, I'll, I'll completely okay, Chris I'll about completely be like, not was, was about to, to say the Wii was a the, the Wii version was the definitive version
2: bring it back no. it's funny because the Wii version and the, and the 360 version were completely different yeah um, and I quite preferred the Wii one but I appreciate most people didn't of course so did they have a, 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 Nintendo's a, a a home fire. syndrome at that point
0: yeah Scully and just ploughing his is. own furrow
2: there <laughs> <laughs> that furrow's been ploughed <laughs> quite, quite substantially the the really, really after, nearly 20 years of ploughing <laughs>
1: podcast title nearly 20 years of plowing and this one came up over and over and over again mad max um wb's avalanche mad max game from a few years ago i think that's a really really solid game i,
0: I remember it i remember it i don't i didn't play all the way through it it was on ps plus at one point yeah <laughs> um i don't remember it particularly well but i think that makes it but i don't, also don't remember hating it so i guess that is a seven out of ten game yeah wow.
1: it's in that kind it's that kind of strata of like oh yeah that was fine
0: that was, that was definitely a third person action adventure with an open <laughs> world. That is what that was.
1: Can't deny it. Um, okay. If you have any uh, complaints about Ethan's appearance on last podcast, you can send that and any questions, comments, and concerns to podcast at videogamechronicle.com. Now, Ethan, would you like to. Plug your content at the appropriate time and not drop the fact that you're a big famous actor every See, two seconds now, on this show. Feel,
2: this now feels like like you're you're bowing to his previous complaint and that this wasn't originally planned. And, it, and <laughs> now it feels like you're shiting yourself because no, no, he's, no, no, he's no. going to complain. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just so I fine, just will promote your shite. I've, <balance>.
1: I just happened to have found myself on um, Ethan's uh, IMDB and if I just sit and read this for the next two hours of the podcast, will you be happy then, Ethan?
0: You think it's going to take two hours to go through (laughs) my (laughs) IMDB? You must read very slowly.
1: (laughs) Where can we find you?
0: Uh, you can find me on the internet in all places at Ethan D. Lawrence uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and I'm trying to push the Twitch at the minute uh, Do it. I was Love playing it. Uh, Slay the Spire last night, which was good mm. luck uh, so yeah, uh, trying to push that, but yeah Eith, at Ethan D. Lawrence everywhere, and check out my stuff, it's on the IMDb it won't take you long to read
2: <laughs> You talk, with Chris, how long's your IMDb? Um. Oh fuck mate, don't get me started on my, my IMDb, it's can, can't move for Oscar nominations <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, that's um, because of
0: your alter ego, Dame Helen Mirren, isn't it? That's yeah. true.
2: That's true. I wasn't a I wasn't a Lemming's documentary once. I don't know if that counts. God, that's more on brand um, thing ever. <laughs> I'm surprised that you were never
1: in one of those like mid two thousands Charlie Brooker game uh, programs because you were I, in.
2: I, I wasn't in the loop. I'll tell you what I was in, and this is this is. Uh, apologies for pushing your runtime over. Oh, even um, let's just
1: leave. He'll be he'll be you know, going for an hour about this. Some no, long held no, no, grudge. It, Sorry,
2: right. ends, ends with me looking like a prick, so it's fine. Okay. Um, the, 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 I was asked to do one of those. Uh, I remember the eighties of like, fucking shows. It was on National Geographic because they fucking love that stuff. <laughs> that um Geographic. <laughs> and it was called, like, The 80s, The Decade that Made Us or something like that. Um, and obviously, one bit was video games and they were talking about Pac-Man and the Game Boy and all that. And I went there and had, like, a proper, like, two-hour chat with them about what well, tells about Pac-Man, tells about Space Invaders, tells about that. And I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. and they used fucking... The ten seconds of it, like it was one of these talking head things, and I, I was like the head that said the least. And they, they basically get two sound bites from me, and the, one, the first sound bite was me going, "Pac-Man is a game where you play as a little yellow man eating dots," and then they cut to somebody else. <laughs> well, well, thanks for my fucking expertise there. Uh, you could, you could like drag someone off the street to do that, um, and then and then the second one was me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one was was me saying, oh apparently uh, the, the creator of Pac-Man says that it appealed to women because uh, they liked eating um, and, and and that was why he thought women liked playing it, I'm like, so, so you expose me as an idiot and then give me one sexist joke and that's that's the only thing i fucking contributed to that whole show um, that's, so That yeah, sounds like that's it was edited
1: by one Jordan metal. that's exactly how I would say it
0: <laughs> What were you doing in the mid-naughties? I I was in,
1: I was in primary school at that point, so. (laughs) I was
2: in in prison.
1: (laughs) I was doing a pen stretch. Thank you for listening to one of the more chaotic episodes of the Venuke Broken podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan Midler, Chris at Scully1888, and Ethan at Ethan D. Lawrence, VGC at VGC underscore. News. We'd like to thank the great Grant Kirkhope for the VGC podcast. Can I very
2: quickly, very quickly recommend people go and watch Series a Episode Four of Doc Martin, the episode entitled "Faith," because I believe it stars one Ethan Lawrence. I, I would say it's one of the the most uh, heartbreaking performances you'll ever see, uh, man, woman, or beast uh, portray. <laughs>
1: i also would i I would like to i'd like to back that up and um also make sure you check out uh, how to talk to girls at parties and look out for john who uh, was the the seminal cat could you have told me you played a character called john in that ethan
0: uh i could have done but i didn't because i didn't think you'd be interested i have a third nipple in that one i orgasm with it watch the film
2: Why have we not spent the entire pot anyway? I know. It, oh, because even, apparently it's bragging. we do not even touching the fact that the, the fucking this magic Mike guy is called Woody, which is as as blatant as you'll ever hear. They might just oh, call him Johnny Knob.
1: <laughs> right, see, the Fucking speaking of Johnny Knobs, Chris, say goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Ethan, say goodbye. The Last of Us is one of the most miserable experiences I've ever had.
1: I, I agree think. with that one. I agree with that one. <laughs> Maybe miserable, still one of the greatest games ever made. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.
2: <laughs> I buy my doors off the internet.
1: VGC, a video games podcast, is a Stack
2: production and part of the Acast Creative Network.